Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind podcast, podcast episode 80 with Bob and Hillary. An exciting episode this week. We are talking where can property development take you? And we're going to go through some of the people that have been students of ours, where they've gone with it, where Bob went with property development, perhaps where I've gone with property development. There are so many options once you become educated in property development. You're going to learn a lot. So let's jump on into this episode, episode 80. Hey, welcome to episode 80. Where can property development take you with my special co-host now? <laughs> I've been elevated. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you were a guest and then we've decided that we're hosting it together. Oh. Because we were anyway, Bob. Yeah, there's still only one boss though. We know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> you? <laughs> That'll be the day. Uh, okay. So, okay, you're saying I'm the boss. Oh, I've seen your new cap. Yes. What's it got written on it? Boss. Yeah, it's a... Is it a Hugo Boss cap? It's, it's, the, it's just the colour I like. you have it personally embroidered with the word boss on it, just to remind me? What, what is it? Well, the colour looked great, and it just happened to have... It's it is a, a Hugo Boss cap. It's hat, a great cap. It just happened to have boss on it. Yeah. But I think it confuses people. They think I'm in charge. Oh, I don't think people will be too confused <laughs> about that. It is episode 80, after all. I think they've worked it out. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about where property development can take you. Before mm. we do, though... Yes. Giving away a copy of uh, uh, Property Millionaires Exposed. Of course, Bob's Bob's page starts at 121 for those interested in developing, but there are plenty of other strategies that you Mm. might want to look through and go, nah. Yeah, it's an interesting read. Yes, it is an interesting read. And there's some interesting characters on there. Yep. Got the lovely Jo Bedello. She's written a chapter in there. She's there. From from Property Woman. Yep. Uh, Bernadette Jensen. Bernadette C. Yeah. And and others. You would say their names. A plethora of people. I love that word. So we're giving this book away today to Ben Hefner Roper. Oh, that's a mouthful. I, did, I didn't realise. I, I know you, Hefner. Well, I don't know him. <laughs> Heard do you, about him. Do you think he's related? Well, I don't know. He's probably got a few relatives. Oh, I bet he probably <laughs> has got a few relatives, if we could call them relatives. Not suggesting that case, though. But, yeah, young man, inspired. I think he inspired you to... Um, Write this podcast. Yeah. Or come up with the concept of it. Mm. He wrote me a, a fabulous, wrote us a fabulous email. Thanks, yep. Ben. And we're going to answer sort of some questions that you asked even. So how good's that? So, Bob. Yep. Grabbing out my note page. <laughs> Where can property development take you? Now, let's be careful here mm. because... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Well, actually, before we even get into that, it's mm. Christmas week. You'll it be is. Yay. Hey, Merry Christmas Merry almost Christmas. to everybody. Well, depending when they're watching or listening, of course. Uh, it could be before or after. It could be. And if you watch it live, you'll be having it, it will be Christmas Day to you. Or, wow. or close That's to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all. Yeah. A great time to reflect on the year. And I know mm. everybody's saying that, but if you've got some time off, it is a good time to think, yeah, I had a good year, or this is how yep. I might roll with next year, might do things differently. Mm. Yeah, and even today might give you some good ideas. Yes, today may give some you some great ideas. Longer term ones, maybe? Correct. Good thinking, good spotting. Yeah, so Christmas. Um, look, there's not going to be much under the tree. I hope you're not a little bit disappointed. Well, I did notice there was a huge amount of presents, and I think there's like one with my name on, and I don't think it's from you. Oh. No, <laughs> you got your present early yesterday. You insisted. Well, I didn't. Insist. You insisted on getting your main present early. It's pretty hot. Which hard. was what? Going <laughs> to tell everybody or not? I got a surfboard. New surfboard. Yeah. And I went for a surf, if you can call it that. 
it was more about the fun event, and I went. It was fun though. Oh mm. my gosh, it was fun. Yeah. So yeah. there's some other small ones there, but that is the big one. Yeah. So yeah, anybody. Uh, uh, yeah, just be careful if you know I'm out there. I'm just a bit of a rookie, but it was so much fun. I went out with my daughter. Wow. And she knows what she's doing and I don't. Oh, you'll get there. You're a great swimmer. That's a good start. Oh, I used to surf years and years ago, but not that well you either. You were a surf lifesaver, if I'm not wrong. And surf lifesaver. Yeah, I used to do that too. It's yeah. different from being a surfboard rider. I know you did a lot of paddling and all that sort of stuff. Surf. Oh, my gosh. My arms were so surf sore. Surf lifesavers do. Yes. Oh. Anyway, you've got heaps of presents under the tree, by the way. I know. I've noticed. Yeah, mm. so many. Yep. Okay. On with it. Let's On with get it. into it. Merry Christmas, everybody, and we hope that you have a fun, festive, food-filled yeah. family time, mm. if that's what you're after. Yep. We'll be heading to the beach. We will. Yes, we will. All righty. So, Bob, where can property development take you? Should we start with uh, a couple of students that immediately came to mind, hmm. who went, came and did our mentoring, and from the mentoring got jobs as... Um, pro- well, in the industry, in, 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 in the end of development, in the, cor- in the corporate world, you they, might say they did in, in both the prop- property development industry. Anyway, yeah, look, that's not that's first not names every- Liam and Mark, and they are of Liam recent times. Yeah, good, good friends of ours, of course. As is everybody who does the mentoring program. Uh, look, I don't think either of them in fully intended that. Neither. When they I was working with them, Bob. Neither mm. had that as their outcome. They're, both of them wanted to transition into full-time property developers for themselves. That's mm. what they wanted. Yeah. So so Mark had a, a, buck, a background marketing. In, in marketing, yeah, mm. and in the... Um, Oh, what's the industry? You know, like hotels and yeah. um, casinos, all that. There's a name. Hospitality, or I don't know uh, if it's hospitality. No, not quite you're hospitality, right. but but he had a background in that. Yes. And then he worked for um, a big brewery mm-hmm. in, in the marketing role. He worked for Coke the, for a while too. The world's Coke-Cola. biggest soft drink manufacturer for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very much in the marketing role in those industries, but wanted to transition into property development. Mm. And and he'd been an investor for mm. a while too. So he'd been. Involved in and probably done a few renos, I think. From, yep. From memory. Yeah, but took that step into property development. He and, did. But uh, you spent a lot of time with him early. No, no real dream at that time to go into the corporate world of property development. No. Just do his own thing. The good thing is, though, as you know, because we're caught up with him, he is working as a general manager in a, I'll say, a commercial development company, but yep. they do primarily. Uh, industrial and upmarket industrial. They do industrial estates, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'll, I'll call them fancy sheds for want of a better term. When we were in his state, mm. say his state, he drove us around and showed us yep. yeah, the work that they were doing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and they've got a pretty big amazing. government uh, job at the moment where they I think they might even be joint venturing with with the government on, on a very large uh, rolling out project. Mm. And he's the general manager of that company. But the the good th- part about it is that Mark can still do his own projects and if does. he wants yeah. and, and has in recent times. But but also he, he can invest into the company's projects mm. on, a, on a joint venture basis, which is what he's doing. And so not only is he the general manager of this company, but he's investing in the projects personally of that company, yeah. uh, you know, on a share basis, uh, which, which is absolutely fantastic. So, you know... You might say the best of both worlds, if that's what you want to do. It's not what everybody wants to do. 
I think but, what we're pointing out is, is the opportunity came to him because he'd gone through the mentoring program. And yeah. even, remember, even his, the guy he, the, he's, runs he's, the company. Uh, he's he, CEO. His CEO. I've spoken to him a few times about yeah, this Yeah, we well. caught up with him as well. Yeah, so that almost was, felt like signing him up to the mentoring program. He used to ring me up and uh, we'd have discussions about different things. And uh, I think I, I, I've given him a couple of really good contacts in the construction side of uh, legal and so forth. Yeah, so great. Tremendous. And, and Mark's uh, loving life. Yes, and what a life change just by choosing to sign up and just get educated and have those conversations mm. with, with me and you, like yeah. how to move forward but and it, how to make life yeah. change. But as you said, he, he never would have cracked that role had he not had the done the mentoring program and, and built up that knowledge base and having done his own resi project from there as well. So. And when you think about it, I think what we were alluding to is that he didn't need to go to university to mm. get that job, because that was the question we were asked. If you want yeah. to get into you know, those bigger roles, how do you get to there without having to go to university and get mm. yourself a degree? Yeah, yeah. And look, with the really big development companies, you know, probably Lean Lease and Mervac, it would be hard to crack a job without a degree because that's pretty much uh, you know, where they go. And uh, they, they, train, they train you their way, the, the big corps, you know. They like to get somebody who's, who's at least got a degree. Uh, not that you necessarily know, know a lot about property development, as I found out talking to a lot of people who have degrees. Uh, but it's a good yeah. start in, a, in, a, in the corporate world. And they train them in-house and they start as like junior project managers or junior development managers. And that's fine. Look, if that's, the, if that's what you want to do, mm. you know, if you want to work for one of the big corporations in property and property development, then yeah, you probably do these days need to get a degree. But there's a lot of uh, you know, smaller really active property development companies who are more interested in people's potential and ability uh, rather than, you know, some letters after their name. Mm. Mm, because really it's about, when you say ability, it's also about attitude. Because you know what they say, we hire on ability or people hire on ability, but they fire on attitude. Mm. But somebody with a great attitude and a bit of nous, a bit of tenacity, someone who's prepared yep. to learn, can go miles. Mm. You don't necessarily have to have that formal no. uh, education. The other person we, and these were just quick off-the-cuff people, so it's not like we had to go searching, no. was Liam. Oh, Liam. Well, yeah, that's a very recent one. Uh, this year, uh, Liam took up a role in another state, so he moved. And uh, same thing. I mean, you've done a lot of work with Liam, as I have. He didn't enter the mentoring program with that intention. No. He entered into it to, to do property developments, to become a property developer, and, and he is now a property developer. He he's is, doing property yeah. development. Yeah, but I think there was a, um, a contact that he had in a state as well, somebody he knew, and uh, he wanted to, to get out of his corporate non-property role that he had at the time, which was loosely involved in property, but, you know, not directly... No, and not property development. So, no. So that was his desire. And and uh, he, yeah, so he, he ended up uh, having a discussion with somebody who runs a, uh, well, I call it a smaller boutique property development company. They've got a lot of in-house stuff, Bob. They had their own builders. Like, they yeah, a whole a, lot of in-house going on. They do their own construction. So they're not just a pure developer. They do construction mm. as well, which is, which is good because that's opened him up, as you say, in-house to to construction as well as property development but but he was he was hired on uh, uh, I mean initially it started as a contact which was great but 
on, on his ability as well, on his knowledge. Mm. You know, they weren't going to just pick somebody up off the street for that sort of role. Yeah, just being a builder or something, that, that just wouldn't have gone down. They needed somebody who understood no. uh, fully development. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's doing his own, same thing, he, he's working within that company, uh, you know, doing there, working there, but doing his own private development as well. And they've allowed him to use some of the resources of that development company in, in mm. terms of the construction and so forth. So, so he's in a sweet spot, not when he intended. No, you know. that's the thing. It's not necessarily what no. people intend to do. It's, yeah. It was definitely, his intention was definitely to get out of the, the day job. Mm. Mm. Uh, but the, I think that probably went faster than, than he thought it may have. Yeah. Or Because I suppppose like many people, they think, we'll do a few developments, yeah. we'll sort of build up a bit of a war chest, which mm. is the word mm. that you use, and then be, be able to carry on without having to have the day job. And it just, you know, what's it sound? Oh, it's the sound of Liam landing on his feet. And both <laughs> of those two go, and that's just, you know, really quickly off the cuff. And I suppose we can't just use, you know, it's not always just males that this happens to. Mm. I was when I was thinking of where other places people had gone to through you know having property development education, good education. I'm going to add <laughs> excellent education, property mastermind education. A, a lot of women who have perhaps finished their job mm. for to, to start a family, and perhaps the husband's still working. Well, I think in every case I'm thinking of the husbands are still working, and not everyone's a stay-at-home mum, and some people are, mm. and some people like that sort of thing, and some get bored. And there are, you've had a lot of women, haven't we, or gone through and, and then start property developing on the side, you know, while the kids are sleeping before they know yeah. it. Yeah, and, they've, and they have done very well, because, you know, almost superseded well, the husband's they, well, income. Well, in nearly every case, yeah. uh, certainly on an income basis, you know, they started off like leaning on the husband a bit as they got into property development, not too far down the track. They're earning a lot more than their husbands. Well, they're bringing more into the household income, I well, suppose. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. It's yeah. not a competition who no. earns the most. But, but, but it starts out as a, oh, I but, might just get into property, and mm. before you know it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you can make a couple of hundred dollars out of a small project, very part-time. A so, couple of hundred dollars? Did I say hundred? Yeah, you said a couple, couple of hundred thousand. Make it a couple of hundred thousand, yeah. sorry. And... Uh, so it's not hard to overcome even a decent income mm. with a part-time property development income, that's what I'm saying. And I think what we might be saying there, Bob, is you, there is that... Oh, God, crikey, I'm not even, I, I can't believe I'm going to say that. Here, are we ready? Hold on. We might get some flack on this one. They, they have a lot of spare time. They actually don't. There's no spare time when you've got small children. Oh, so they must know. be incredibly organised women because... Well, you have to be when, you, when you've got kids. You do have to be when you've got children. They, um, and they must just do it either at the end of the day or when the children have mm. a sleep or whatever that is. Or if you're, if you're, they lucky, start if you're lucky enough and they're, you know, up, up for a bit of time at daycare or school, once they hit school, I suppose, you've got that, you know, that period of time. I think the, the ones we're referring to, the, the few women that we were thinking mm. about, well, one was Anna Kate that we interviewed way back in yep. episode, well, was that in the 40s or something? Mm. Um, she's had four children, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. You know, the other person is Juliet, who we're interviewing in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, yes, we are. And she too had four children. Yep. Small children. Mm. But these women are machines. But Well, yeah, they're very determined. They, yeah. they know what they want. They've set a plan and they've had to sacrifice and, you know, make the time for it. Mm. Often it's when everyone's gone to bed in some cases, you know, doing research. Well, when I spoke to Juliet Bob a couple of weeks ago on the phone, we were speaking about something else, and she, I didn't realise she had four children. I was just so inspired. Anyone who 
she just said to me, oh, this is how she's going forward, moving ahead now. And well, I was like, wow, that's so exciting. I said, can we interview you for the podcast? She said, hell yes. But I was just inspired by somebody who, four children, been very successful, made a lot of money. And let's just go, it's not always about the money, but it's what, about the, it's what the money does, hmm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that this has been able to change people's lives, employing staff now, you know, got a few people working under hmm, her. Hmm. There's all of that. Yep. So that's pretty exciting. I can't wait to share her journey. Well, it's coming up. It is. So that's that's just another person that we've that yeah. that have that have done changes. I think we've had a couple of men mm. so we talked about mm. a couple of women, but what about Bob? Even the people that have that join us and this is the common thread we get a lot. I'd say probably 80% maybe I'm guessing want to transition and become full-time developers. Would you say it's 80% especially oh, in the mentoring it, program? Yeah, probably probably even higher. Yeah. Uh, eventually want to not yeah. have a day job. Yep, yep. And we, look, we meet people who unfortunately hate their day job yes. and they want out as soon as possible. We have others that, um, well, and, and a small minority, as you said, who want to keep the day job because it's it's almost like they're calling in life to be that, whatever it is, you know, it could be a doctor, I don't know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, but, but certainly develop on the side. But a majority do want to eventually, and why wouldn't you when you can earn so much more money in, in working less hours a week mm. uh, from that job and be in control, you know, not ha- not having a boss, not having to, you know, even travel into the city every day for some people. That's a, that's an ordeal in and out of the city. They can spend, you know, easily spend three hours doing that. So, yeah, there's a lot of great reasons why people do, and that's why probably yeah, at least 90% I'd say probably do want to transition out of the day job. Ironic, you say doctor. We just had a doctor join the mentoring program because they don't want to be a doctor anymore. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, well, we've got a couple of engineers in the mentoring program who don't want to be engineers anymore too. Yes. That's crazy. So people that have transitioned over and become successful developers, oh, so many. Mm, out, of, out of all walks of life, all so backgrounds, many. everything you could name of. Men and women. Been a lot of people through our mentoring program over the years. You know, we've been going a while, and uh, it's hard to think of, a, of an occupation that hasn't been represented. You know, mm. uh, for everybody from I can think of one fellow uh, whose sole purpose was to get out of carpet laying. It's all he ever knew. He started carpet laying at fifteen. It's tough he, on your knees, isn't it? Oh, well, his knees were wrecked. Yeah, much. he used yeah. to just about cry every day going to work. Uh, so that was a that was a pretty good reason. Yeah. Get out, you know, and you know that's just a, a strange example. We have professional people, we have doctors and dentists, and fair sprinkling of pharmacists. Uh, you know, engineers. We've had architects. We've had big builders. We've had caregivers, caregivers, nurses. Uh, yeah, just just you know, labourers, um, people in and out of the building industry, just everyday people, people with you know economics degrees and business degrees, and, and no degrees at all. Like, people that left in year ten, yeah. didn't even finish year ten. Everything, yeah. But what was I said? So I think we just covered off that it's it's no that the amount of people have been huge, and there's no great like we can't tell where they come from. You just can't tell. I mean, yeah, they've got a common thread, obviously. Oh, excited about property development. Property, they see property development as their future, as as a way of making good money, getting in control of their financial future, in control of their life, uh, getting getting paid what you're worth. A lot of people are still being paid and still want to transition off. Mm. I can think of, yeah. obviously, a specialist doctor who's just transitioning. Even Jay, you know, he had a, a very good job. Yeah, he, he wanted to transfer, uh, you know, to 
come over to developing full-time and now yep. he is. Yep. Checked out his project yesterday. Yeah, it's coming along well. But and I, and what I really love as well is when you see a couple, when they have a plan, mm. which is a, the next podcast we put out will be, um, we're talking with John and Taz, and they they are now both in the industry. Mm. Uh, they both, John came over first, he became the full-time developer, yep. and then eventually Taz was able to give up her job, and they're mm. both, it's a, it's a couple business, and it's very exciting. Oh, it is, yeah, can't, can't wait for that interview. But, so the, it's just... It's not necessarily replacing money. It's it's lifestyle. It's the lifestyle that it gives you, isn't it? Well, if you've got more money than you previously had from your day job and you're working a lot less hours, to me that is lifestyle. Mm. And, you know, you can define it however you like, but, but to have a good lifestyle, you need you need money and you need time. There's plenty of people make good money out of their jobs and they've got no spare time whatsoever. That's not a lifestyle or... Plenty of people have got lots of time. You might and be no on the money. dole, no money. Well, that's yeah. not a lifestyle. So you've got to have both. It's not easy when you exchange time for money in a day job, if yeah. we can call it that. It's not easy to have both. No. Uh, but that's what property development gives you. Well, what was your journey? Because you started out, like, as we know, it was an accident. Well, most people know the, the car accident, mm. a year in hospital, losing everything, living with mummy and daddy, mummy making you sandwiches, probably. Oh, that was still nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loved mummy looking after you, but needed to start again. Realised yeah. it was property development. Yeah. Got into property yep. and then started doing a few for yourself. You transitioned over to the corporate world. What was that transition yeah. and why the move back? Well, I, I had been a, a small developer, as, as it is when you start, for about mm, eight or nine years. And I also moved. So I moved, I was living on the Gold Coast and my kids were, little ones were starting to reach school age. Medallion, shirt open, that sort of Gold Coast look. Did you have that Not going me, on, board? No, no, no. I did, I did work for a guy once who did have the, uh, the big hairy <laughs> chest and the, and the, you know, a hand like a, like a killer of pork sausages and uh, the big gold medallion, the white shoes. Nice. Ah, oh, yeah, the, the, white the blown. Shoes are You've got white shoes. Ah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Lacoste, but a bit different, yeah. So um, so I, I was a small developer and doing my own thing and, and, you know, doing okay. And I had this desire where I wanted to, I wanted to experience bigger development. I wanted to, I, I'd read, you know, I used to read mags and look at uh, newspapers and about the big companies doing stuff. And I thought, I'd love to have a crack at that. I'd love to have a go at the corporate world. And and have and have a go at bigger pro- uh, projects. That's really what I wanted to do. And uh, so it coincided with moving from the Gold Coast back to Brisbane when the kids were just about reaching school age. And and that's how I did it. And I I made direct approaches to uh, the big companies. Uh, I didn't go through executive search or anything. I just mm. made direct contacts. I did a CV. I I, I you know. Um, I was just chasing interviews. And, and in those days, uh, you could get a role in, in a big corporation without a degree. It was mo- a lot of it was based on experience. You told us that story a couple of, uh, a couple of um, podcasts ago, how you got that role, how that yeah. guy gave you... Because, again, you went that, that whole mentality, the way we run this business, over and above, go mm. over and above what's expected, and yeah. you, you kept going back to that guy. And I, I went to the, the biggest role. companies. I went to the, directly mm. to the people I researched who they were, approached them directly and, uh, and didn't let up, got an interview, didn't quite have a role, 
uh, but found me quite interesting. But remember, I was way younger uh, than a lot of the people in that industry. Yes. And uh, and the, anyway, I obviously made an impression. I did a bit, of, a little bit of side consulting work for them. I think they just tested me to see if I if I knew what I said I knew. And and yeah, and a role became available, and that was. That was quite strange. It was the biggest development company in Australia. It was a state management role, and I've gone straight into it, where two other people at that same level were 20 years older than me and had been in the corporate world their whole life, you know. So, um, so Warren, from Warren took a big risk with me in, in a it, way. And but it paid off. Well, it paid off, yeah, it did for, for both of us. But, Bob, so from there... What was what was behind the decision to come back to doing your own development? Well, I took a t- couple of talk, uh, corporate roles uh, in in that industry at, at that state or national level, but I got I got tired after a while. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd achieved what I set out to do. I'd been involved in big projects, you know, different projects. Biggest thing I worked on was a sixty-seven story uh, office block in the CBD, and and so I'd done I'd, I'd done what I achieved to do, but I really got a bit tired of boardrooms, uh, you know, boardroom meetings and, and just the... It's rigor- all in the name, really, boardroom, because they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, some people like it. If you're a dyed-in-the-wall corporate person and that's your life and that's what you want to be. But remember, I was an entrepreneurial property developer who stepped into the corporate world. Yes. And now it was time to step out. And and just even, like, on, on projects, getting approvals, they have to go through, you know, you got to present at the board, you've got to... And, you know, some of those big corporations don't move fast. Mm. By the time they get to make a decision, the deal could have gone. You know, it's just – and just the whole big corp stuff not being in control. I always had a boss. Even if I was a national statement, you always had a boss. Somewhere there was a boss, and that's good. You've still got a boss, don't you? Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um. But but anyway, it was it was my time, and mm. so I stepped back out of that corporate world. And How did it feel when you – when you stopped, you could always say, okay. trading your time for money and coming back. How did that feel? Yeah, I mean, I was on a pretty good wicket wicket on far salaries, but I also did some small projects of my own. Everybody who was in the development companies, you know, as development managers, we always did our own small projects and nobody really cared about that. So it wasn't like I didn't do anything for myself. But, but yeah, it was time. And you know when it's time. And when it's time, it's time. So, yeah, back into... How did I feel? Well, I felt... Felt great again, you know, back 100% in control uh, of, of things, making my own decisions, therefore dis- faster decisions. I have to go through boards to get permission mm. on things. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was really good to be back so self-employed that, and getting paid what you're worth. Yeah, I think, and that just comes back to the whole where can property development take you. It gave you options. I'm just hearing your choices were... I'll do this by myself. You know what? I'll go try doing it over there. You would have learned a huge amount doing the things that you've done because you've developed and, and like all of the states understand so much. And then coming back to uh, developing for yourself, well, while developing on your mm. own, but more full-time, more full-on mm. on your own. Yeah, so I, I, I jumped back in with I, – I, I took a couple of consultancy roles just to give myself income from day one and uh, for, for a couple of you know, other developers – who were doing developments, but then immediately started looking for my own deals. Yeah, okay. Um, that would have been pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. But you've got your own journey, of course. Yeah, Different my, from mine, but tell, tell Mine me. was probably more out of survival and necessity, I suppose. I, or or maybe coming off a, 
like where property development has taken me. Obviously, yeah. the journey was like many started in renovations mm. because it's something I could do by myself. Always being a, a single mum. You, you started off. You know when you start off very young. When did you buy your first property? I was eighteen when I bought 18, my first. Eighteen, my God! I, yeah. I was a baby at eighteen. I mean, nothing. I was still a baby, but I, I, I bought my first property then, and that was, and that was my first reno. Oh, okay. Knocked out walls. Not just a an investment property, a, a reno. Yeah. Bit, bit. Yeah. yeah, so that was a, a reno and learned a lot, learned mm. how to do all sorts of things. That was back in the days of wallpaper, which comes Learning and goes. Learning by doing and yeah. asking. Oh, my goodness, you know, that vinyl the, the on the ground in the kitchen. We remember my friends uh, came around. We were all so young. We were like Chipping it, it away? Or? Yeah, it was crazy using like egg slices and all sorts. But that journey, for me, like when I learned that I could sell a property – I was just so young. I, I just bumbled through it because I'm off a farm and my family weren't... They never really got into property as much as I did. Only farms. Yeah, they just did farming. They, mm. they were all just farmers. Their property they bought was farms. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they, they dealt most of them did very well out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all did. I was just not... I was just never... I wasn't designed to be mm. milking cows or growing chickens. It's <laughs> uh, not my buzz. I'm always nightmare. I did my fair share of milking cows when I was younger, but... Yeah. So I think that... So that, uh, I think working on that farm gave you a strong work ethic. Yeah, my you know, father and, had. And one of seven children. Yeah. Like, no, no specials there. No, you just did what you had to do. Mm. But I learned, uh, I just learned on that first property, and then I just kept buying and renovating and selling. Mm. I, mm. It, it was just an interesting journey till I did one subdivision um, I was involved with, and then... Once over here, now more into development on a very regular basis, and now the capital raising queen of Australia. I'm almost oh, going to call just myself. About, yeah, you've done about God knows, probably three million in a month or something. I don't know, yeah, whatever it is. Had a busy month. It's been fabulous, but that's been my journey. But I think for me, um, where did it take me? Hmm. It took me to being able to well give my son the deposit for his first house yep. and I did give but he there, there was some, some stuff that went on with that um, and yeah, but get my both my children into their first property mm. and I, that, I always feel like that's been quite a good thing yeah, for that's me. A, that's a good legacy. It is a good legacy because it, it, it has been you know it's a difficult time and it's not a huge leg up but it's definitely mm. a leg mm. up and then I think it just allowed me a lifestyle yeah. really. That's what property has yeah. done for me, yeah. allowed the lifestyle. So where has it taken me? Taken me not to be a slave. I've always been self-employed. Yeah. Mm. So, or, you know, not really ever had a boss. I don't, I don't, I don't do that well with that sort of thing. No, I, I have tried, but no, I agree. It, no. Didn't, it didn't really work. What, bossing me around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, Bob, if we were to sum up, mm. I think if we go back to the original, it's like where can property development take you? Yeah, yeah, well... It can take you wherever you want. Mm. I mean, Bob's journey has been amazing. What, where do you think it took you? I mean, it, it took you on a wild ride, really, didn't it? Yes, yeah. Oh, it's really exposed me to everything in property. Like, who don't you know? Like, what don't you, you... You know so many people. You've got yeah. so many connections. You just... Yeah, well, my, my whole career is based on connections and meeting well, people and, ne- you know, not, not networking as such, but just connections I've built up over a long period of time. But, uh, yeah, look, there's so many success stories. I mean, you, you see them out there, hey? People that have transitioned out within our community. Yeah. Uh, we could name a heap of them, but we'd probably take, take another podcast and name them all. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's a, been a pretty it's – it's, it can do so much for you mm. and it's really up to you. And I suppose at the end of the day, I'd just take it back to it's all in how you choose to see things as in the door, the glass half empty, the, half, the glass half full. Sioni Kipu, stop it. I know you're laughing while you're listening to this one. Ah, the overflowing glass. Oh, he pulled me a glass of water the other day and I said it's half empty and he goes, oh, you're one of those people as a joke. But, I had a talk to him about the glass half full. You know, it's my favourite he yes. wants half a glass and, and we went on to the full glass and then the overflowing glass. So I had that conversation with you. Well, explain that one now, Bob. It's actually quite a good one. Oh, well, you know, I used to do this often at uh, workshops and I'd, and I'd have a, half a glass of water and I'd say, what's, you know... It, Everyone you, else will be doing this soon, by the way. How do you see this glass? And, and of course, yeah. everybody's awake up and they say, I said, who sees this as a half, half you know, empty you know, glass and nobody puts their hand up? What do you see this as a half full glass? Everyone puts their hand up. And I said... My goodness, why would you be happy with half of anything? <laughs> yes. Who wants half a glass? So then I'd, I'd pour some water in. I'd say, isn't this a lot better than the half a glass now? And he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, full glass, half a better. I said, no, that's not nearly good enough. And, and, and then I'd, I'd drink some of it. And I'd say, well, what do you got now? And you've got three quarters of a glass. And if I keep drinking, it'll go empty. So, no, this is what you want. And, and, I, and then I'd pour some in and drink it. I said, what you want is the ever full glass. Mm. The glass that never is anything but full. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then how do you do that? And, that, that? and then I'd go on and, you know, explain how property development can, can be that and how you can, out of that overflow, that extra, how you can do, you know, not just a lot for yourself but, you know, for others that people are sort of disposed that way. Uh, yeah, so that's that was the story of the half glass. Half so I'm, I'm hearing, even with that, if we go back to the, you know, our, our, where can it take you? Depending on you, if you see opportunity, if you're expo- if you're that sort of person, if you're open to it, property development can take you absolutely anywhere. And yep. if you feel like you're not that person, that that you don't get opportunities, that things don't come to you, well. You actually have to make things happen. Hmm. Things won't happen. They just don't happen for you. Well, they do, but you're, you're making your own luck on the way. You're not yeah. lucky. You make your own luck. There's a luck component, but it's the small component. Yeah. It's the connections you've made in the past. It's how you are as a person. It's how you see life. You know, you walk down the street with a smile on your face, people smile back. You walk down the street with no smile on, the, on your face, they don't. Hmm. So depending on how you, your day was, well, everyone was happy today. Maybe you were smiling first. Yeah. You know, it's just how you see the world. So it probably all comes back to it's a bit of a mindset thing, like life. Mm, mm. Embrace it. Embrace it. Well, I think I think we're done there, Bob. Okay. I think we can call episode So, so where could property take you, Hilary? Rap, tell me. Anywhere you want. Yeah. It's just your choice. It is your decision. It's the end of the year now. You can make the decision today that property development is going to take you to where, where is it going to take you? That's the, it can go wherever you want to go. Would you agree? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. 100% full. <laughs> I had to drop that in. Oh, you had to. Yeah. yeah. So, well, maybe a great time for reflection. If you are thinking about education, check out our website, propertymastermind.com.au. If you want to have a chat with me about what we've got to offer, how we can make you successful like one of the people we've talked about today and the hundreds possibly – thousands of people that we don't mention reach out to us and uh, you can be one of our next success stories you could be one of the people choosing the lifestyle you want letting property development take you to an amazing place great vehicle great vehicle all right see you in 2023 yay bye bye